Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, we are talking about ways in which we are outsourcing our happiness, how to take control over cultivating our joy. Once you see it, you cannot unsee it. And it is a huge game changer. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. I don't know if I see it. So what... what... So what am I looking for? <laughs> so outsourcing your happiness. I mean, we all do it. I'm going to talk about it more in depth today, but here's just a couple examples. Um, you know, if, if your favorite team doesn't win, how does that affect you? Like really, you know, uh, growing up in Buffalo, that affected people a big deal if the bills didn't win. Or if you have a relationship with somebody and it's not working out, an unrequited love situation, how much of your happiness is centered in that working out versus in your own self um, or material things? If you aren't wearing something other people are wearing, how much of your happiness is outsourced in making sure you have that item? Uh, if an event doesn't go a certain way, how much of your happiness is is outsourced? In, in it's really about environmental sources where you're borrowing joy and happiness, okay. and how to separate that from cultivating and, your own. And I assume most people do this. We all do it. We all do this. We all, it's impossible not to. And honestly, when you love people, of course you take joy from their joy. I mean, that's part of loving someone. Really, it's just. Being mindful of the difference between borrowing it and cultivating it yourself, which I'm working on. Right. We, I guess we're all working on that. Yeah, but it's easier to work on it if you know you're working on it. So we're going to... And I assume some people do it more than others then. Oh, like, for sure. Like yeah, some people like, are better at it. Like, <laughs> you're like, me, for example. Yeah, like, I don't know if I, I don't know if this is the biggest problem for me. Sure, it's like codependent people, you yeah. know, like honestly empath auras, yeah, which I'm going to talk about because empath auras, which are your blue indigos, your turquoises, and even sometimes purple purple people can go either way. But it's our ability to pick up other people's uh, thoughts, feelings, and emotions. But, you know, it's easier for us to think that they're ours. So if someone's upset we borrow that if someone's happy we borrow that and over time you forget that that's not yours you're borrowing it okay so so this will definitely help our empath oracle i hope it yeah i hope so hope so all right well before we we get started i do want to mention the great we're calling it the great kya scavenger hunt yes at the end of the episode probably before overtime (laughs) we are going to i think it's gonna be five questions we have five questions that uh we're gonna ask some people might know them off the top of their head, or you have to probably go back to some of the older episodes. And then you're going to take those answers, put them into the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family Facebook uh, page, the post that we create. Mm-hmm. We're going to choose winners. I think we're almost, I think we're at around 40 prizes. Wow. So that's awesome. There'll be 40 winners randomly selected from the people that get the five questions. Yes. Correct. Right. Right. More details to follow over on the Facebook page. If you're not a member, go join. But yeah, at the end, we'll, we'll yeah, do so just, that's yeah. it. This is it. So if you this don't want to hear happening. anything else on this episode, but you do want to do this scavenger hunt, fast forward to like <laughs> the last five minutes. Right. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> that's <All> nice. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there, there, there's something, you know, speaking of happiness, yeah. my, my happiness was drained a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Okay. I'm finally ready to talk about something that happened to me. Yeah. He's not I, joking. No, guys. no, it was horrific. <laughs> it took him a few days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like, yeah, a couple. This is like a couple of weeks. I, I mean, I have not been right for the last two You're weeks because fine. This thing, like, I don't even know if I'll ever be right again. Okay. All right. So, all right. Set this up for us. I'm gonna set this up for everybody. Okay. So, okay, my friend Stephanie and Casey were like, hey, let's get our husbands together and go to a sound bath. Now, I've been to a sound bath with them before. It was on the beach on a full moon night. It was lovely. Um, And this one would be an indoor one. So they're like, hey, let's go and let's bring our husbands. And I was like, okay, uh, let's do it. That sounds great. And so normally... Um, you would have said no to this. So I was expecting you to say no to this and I would just go to them with their husbands. Like I was just going to, I was planning on just going myself. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, I didn't make the plan. Usually Mm. as a red, I like to make the plan. It was weird. It was a little weird, but you told me we're going to the sound bath, you know, a couple couples. And I think it was like some yoga nugus or something. So I was (laughs) told it's in a, it's in, it's at a farm. Yeah. 
It's indoors and it's an animal sanctuary. So that's what I was told. So all of that information combined, I was like, okay, that's great because... So this one would be indoors. The last one I went to was outdoors. So I thought it'd be really interesting to do one indoors. You could really feel the music more. Also, this one combined with something called yoga nidra, which is like a meditative. That, that's what I was yeah, trying to say. It's a yeah. meditative practice that brings you through relaxing all the parts of your body. So I was like, I explained this to you. And you were like, okay. And then you were really happy it was going to be inside because yes. you were like really extra concerned with mosquitoes and being well, chilly well, and well, touching <laughs> grass. Like you had a lot of sensory concerns. And I was like, no, it's inside. And you were like, that's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, that, and that is true. That, I mean, my the only hangups I did have were that outdoors I get like, because you said it was on a uh, animal sanctuary farm. A farm. Something. Right. That's something what like I was that. told. So I'm like, right. oh, is there going to be a lot of bugs? You're like, no, mosquitoes. It's like, like you get so nervous about things. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. You, you move if but, mosquitoes bother you. But then once you told me it was inside, I was like, oh, okay, fine. Let's, you were like happy about it. Yeah, this sounds good. Okay. So I was like, okay, great. I'm like, I can't. And just hope for anybody who has part, a partner who isn't into this stuff. Like I got you to go. Like I was so proud of myself. I was so proud of you. Cause this is really outside your comfort zone. You don't like to do things like this ever. And and I was like, wow, you've really turned a page, Scott. This is awesome. Yeah. So we get the directions to go. Okay. All right. So we get the directions. All right. So yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that, that we're now remember, my red went down. Like I took the red shield off. Red aura, right? To, right. Because you know, normally I have to make the plan. Usually, red auras like to make their own plans. Yeah. Sure. And by the way, if we ever go out with them again, I am making the plan. But <laughs> so the first the first thing it was like for forty eight minutes or something, forty seven minutes away. So I'm like, yeah. Where? So now I'm like, all of a sudden, like, now the the questions start coming. Like, yeah, you're like, where, where is it? Where like, what is direction this are place? we going? Where are we in? going? Right. Right. So and I'm like, I don't know, east from west. I don't know. So yes. <laughs> now remember, people, we're in South Florida. Mm. <laughs> no, we're it's safe. important to note. Yeah, very very important to note. <laughs> but you know, we're we're driving, and there we didn't take the highway, so it's far out there. Yeah. This is like um, this is like it's not the Everglades because we're going north. But this is like in the middle of nowhere, Florida, like the kind of middle towards the middle of the state. So it's as we're driving, it's and you all probably have this road in your wherever you live. It's like you keep going and you're like, wow, I've never been out this far. And then you just keep going. And that's where this place was. Right. So we finally get to this place. It is literally in the middle of nowhere. There's no like you're freaking out as we drive up. You're like, where did they grocery shop? Where's where's the school? Yeah. Where yeah, where's yeah, the gas I, station? I did not see a Publix in <laughs> yeah. seven miles. Seven like, miles, I haven't seen a Publix. It freaks you out when you lose like commerce. Okay, so <laughs> it's true. It's in the. But I'm like, okay, whatever. It's in the you know nature. Right. So we we drive up. It's um, oh yeah, and then you go down this weird side road. Okay, it's in a weird. It's in like a very tucked away community, and then we pull up, and okay, it's somebody's house. It's not a farm. There okay. are donkeys walking around. <laughs> There's, it's somebody's house. Like, no, no, yeah. That's what like it is. It's someone's house. It's like, someone's house. And then all of a sudden you're like, Megan. And you're like, well, like, what did you, what'd you take, babe? Where are we? <laughs> and I'm like, Scott, like we're here. Come on. Let's just, maybe there's the barn out back. I don't know. Cause in my head, when somebody says farm, I think barn, well, but did, I have to read. Yeah. They had a plaque they that had, said peace farm they, they on, their, on, on their, their house. On their uh, door. Like it was their, their welcome. It was their welcome wreath. Okay. Now. <laughs> So we opened the door and that was it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like a tidal wave of red well, comes over me. All right. So we open the door. It's somebody's yeah. house. It's somebody's house. It's just, that's it. You walk into someone's kitchen. There is a pile of shoes like Mount Shoe Olympus. <laughs> right. <laughs> to my, to my left. And they're like, remove your shoes. Come in. You know, and listen, every, like the lady who answered the door was absolutely lovely. She looked like a total like we'd all love her mmsf total vibe sure. she doesn't know you know sure you get it yeah so she's flowy and cool and everything and i added my shoes to mount shoe olympus you did not i did not i kept my shoes on <laughs> you're like no one takes my shoes no one's taking my shoes then <laughs> we walk in thank god casey and stephanie and their spouses are already there right. they saved a spot now yes and we're all we do walk in a little late we're not the last person to come up we're close to the last people now you have to walk over bodies to get to our spot. All right. So let me set this up. Yeah, set this up. Where, and this is literally what it is. How they set up the sound bath was, it's 
someone's living room. They moved. So imagine someone's large living room. They took out every last stick of furniture and there are, it looks like sardines. It's people on yoga mats very close to one another. I'm talking your shoulder to shoulder with people you don't know. Yeah. So shoulder, a, it is true. And there's a little hallway and I'm stepping on, there are oh, people sleeping now there are, in the hallway, lying in the hallway. Well, there, hold on, I got to set up yeah, yeah. because people visualize. <laughs> yeah, I can't. So it's like one of those drop down, um, what do they call those? Like a drop down house. Yeah. Like a little bit. Like you walk down a couple yeah, steps or right. something to get um, sunken living room. Right. Thank you. Yes. So there's a tiny little hallway and where, because there were so many people, people are lying in the hallway. So you are literally like, and everyone's already starting to meditate and stuff and just lay there and be chill. So you have to walk over, excuse me, like walking over people's faces, literally. You're, you're straddling people, like walking yeah. over them. Exactly. Like, and, but Casey and Stephanie and their husbands saved us spots. Now, thank God. So we weren't Did, lying next to strangers. I, I was ready to walk, run out the door. Like my, my, my yeah. instinct was telling me, get the heck out of here. Thank God they had one spot that they had saved right. that was in a corner where there was like a railing, like so yeah, that I were, would not yeah. be next to anyone. Like my head wouldn't be next to anyone on one side of me. Now yeah. the other side was Andrew, um, Stephanie's, St- husband. Stephanie's husband, mm-hmm. who I at least knew because yeah. we've gone out a couple times. He's a funny guy. So, but thank that was the only spot in the room. I don't know if they psychically knew that. They must have. And. But that's the only spot I could have done. And here's the vibe check. I personally am always very nervous in crowds and things like that because I always get a whoosh of energy and it's just how I am because I'm very empathic and I just always pick up stuff. So it's hard for me to sometimes go into these things. I felt nothing but safe. I felt safe and fine and everyone was chill and everyone was very, even though physically everyone was very close energetically, I felt like everyone was very boundaried. Okay. So I felt good about that. Now you... Well, yeah. I, I was, just walked in and I just was like, he'll be fine. Or he'll leave. I just laid down. Right. And it was, it was strange because a couple of people like were like, "Are you good? you're new. Like, we know what your first Yeah, they time. must have picked your vibe up. Yeah, they were like really kind of trying to be extra nice to me, which I thought, you know, was like a ploy at that time. <laughs> you're like, try so, it to drug me. Yeah, what do they try to do? And <laughs> This is a cult. You gotta... Yeah. So the lights are starting to get low a guy comes around and says can i take your shoes again i'm like no 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 i'm keeping my shoes <laughs> you're so clutching I do, them against I clutch, your chest yeah, yeah. <laughs> i do take them off i have my keys i got my phone everyone's lying down most people have blankets and pillows everyone they well, were giving out these refused uh, to bring them yes they were giving out these uh like you know face I, ma- eye, ma- eye, eye mask eye mask mm-hmm. purple eye mask with like lavender scent you know andrew's practically already sleeping next yeah. to me i take I put my yoga mat down. I turn my body the opposite way. So my feet are actually in his face and I sleep the other way because I don't want, you know, to have him. And you do like... everything against the rules as much as you can. Exactly. Correct? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so if there's a rule you try to oppose it. I understand. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, the guy comes around, notices I don't have any blankets or anything. So yeah, someone comes nice. over, gives yeah. me a blanket, gives me a pillow. It's nothing but nice to you. Again, try to take my shoes. I tell him, no, no, you're not taking my shoes. That's okay. And okay. Then... This thing begins. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So just to set up the room, like, yes, there is a, everyone's close to me. Like I'm next to people I know, but like perpendicular to me is a woman. Like there was someone on top of your head, basically. Yeah, there was. (laughs) So, and then it begins and it's. 
dark and the woman starts meditating and I just you if I didn't know you I would think you were on something <laughs> um and what's funny is they the the sound bath people took a reel like they made an Instagram reel yeah. and we watched it after and everyone's like just laying and and calm and you're like moving and jittering and like in the reel you're the only one moving and you're like clutching your wallet and your keys yeah. So you weren't. So tell us, were you just scared for your safety? Okay. What well, happened? Well, first of all, because it just the it's a meditation I, and then it's music. And I that's got. It. Str- I'm in a room with total strangers in a house yeah. I've never been to. I don't know these people. I'm freaking out. They do come around with like drugs. Oh, that's essential oils. No, no. I think it was, <laughs> I, I'm the only. The, everyone gets it. I see. I'm like because I'm keeping my eyes open. Like most people have the face masks on. I'm keeping my eyes open. <laughs> she came around and gave you a drop of like frankincense if you Not wanted. Not me. I didn't take the frank. I didn't take the frankincense. <laughs> no, I was the only one. You're like the drugs. It was supposed to they like actually, relax you. They actually like looked at me funny. Like you're not taking this. Like they wanted me to take it. You were I'm eating it. it. You just rubbed it in your hands. I don't know. I I think someone was doing something with okay. it. But all right. Anyway. Yeah. So every you, it's supposed to be this yoga nugu whatever you nidra. call it nidra. It's supposed to be relaxing. Yeah. And I you know I, everyone is relaxing right and i'm sitting there laying freaking out like i cannot like normally i can't meditate but now i can't meditate at all well they take you like your scalp is relaxed they go through every part like every your fingernails are relaxed they go through every part of your body and they verbally walk you through relaxing it you don't understand this was the (laughs) most unrelaxing thing i've ever done because i had this thing like all right i'm like how do i save everybody if something should go down here what am I going to do? I have, like I said, I'm clutching my key. Like you I said, know. I'm clutching my bad. keys. You I'm clutching panicking. my phone. I'm look, keeping my shoes right next to me to make sure like no one takes them. Right. Uh, you know, I got every everything ready to go. I'm like, all right, I see you're, you're like three people away from me. I got to jump over like two bodies to get you but if we got to get out of there. That's all, honey. I feel it's, so bad. But you weren't even like, you haven't even served in Iraq or anything. Like, where's this PTSD coming from? <laughs> like, I can see if you well, were like a well, like I Rambo. I didn't and know. And this was a problem for I, you. First of all, they gave everyone the drugs. <laughs> I can see like Rambo having an issue doing this. But I, like you? I didn't know like if the whole ploy was you fall fall asleep and then like people come around and take your wallet or something okay maybe you're just a new yorker i don't know <laughs> I, I get know. it i get it and no, i, I get them. it on I paper i can see if somebody's like you walk into somebody's house they give you something you're not sure what it is yeah you like you lay down next to strangers yeah. they take your shoes um and they yeah. they kind of lo- like lull you into a slumber state yeah you know, I can see on paper that being like, is this safe? Do you know everybody here? Yeah, I, like that kind of thing. And the, yeah, the, and before like it started, I was trying to talk to some people. You were, and I'm doing that because I wanted to make sure, you know, try to get their vibe to make sure they're they okay. They were like a chatty bunch. They, they weren't were, super no, chatty. I was the only one like chatty. I was like the only you one. You were the only one chatty. People yeah. didn't want to chat. People wanted to no, kind of like go within. Yeah, and then okay, so that's the first half. Okay. Of the yoga thing. Again, I'm like on edge. Everyone else is like snoring. There's like it, people oh, snoring. It is weird. And I, yeah, this was the difference between outside and inside sound bath. People fall asleep, yeah. but they snore. They were snoring. Everyone was snoring. And then, and then Stephanie's <laughs> husband, who was next to you, Andrew, was snoring, yeah, was snoring a lot. Yeah. And he kept snoring. But it's funny because they wake you up by putting like a chime next to your ear. <laughs> like, and they just keep doing it till you kind of wake up. Yeah. And I don't, you know, and they, and they, and they and then, okay, so then, right, so then they're doing the, the sound bath So thing. they walk around with instruments when they do the sound bath okay. to really give you, your body, the sensations of it. Exactly. And is, so, yeah. finally, I calm down enough, like, you know, the yoga part's over, and I'm like, all right, I'm you starting to relax. You like the music, right. I'm, I am getting a little tired. I'm finally, like, my, my wallet, I'm finally, like, <laughs> my hands are, like, finally not, like, ripping it, like, <laughs> with, death, with grip. death grips. And all of a sudden, I do, I, I close my eyes for a little bit, I open my eyes. And there is a swinging triangle <laughs> flying above my head. I'm like, what? Well, that's what they do to you. The heck is going they try on to, like, They try to activate your chakras yeah. and stuff with this the, triangle. the triangle. Spinning. I, I didn't know if this was some alien abduction <laughs> going to happen. I had no idea. You did not prepare me for I any of this stuff. I keep my eye mask on the whole time. So that probably always happens. I wouldn't have known. No, no. Yeah. And because now I'm back on edge again because I'm like waiting because uh, I see them doing it to everybody else. And I'm like, what are they going to do to these people? You know, I'm freaking out again. Like, I get, I, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm like the bodyguard. It, you know, Kevin Costner. Oh my god! I'm we Kevin Costner. <laughs> and like you're Whitney Houston, and I'm, 
and like and for me everybody i'm trying like everyone we came with all six all five of you right oh there was a five of you, yeah all five of you. i'm trying to protect you because no one else is with it everyone yeah. oh know. the other husbands were fine no, they, they fell asleep like yeah. you said andrew's snoring yeah casey's husband he's fine he's enjoying he's yeah. loving life yeah they're they're fantastic we got pictures of this stuff yeah but I, you know, yeah, so okay. it's yeah. over, right? Lights go on. Lights go on. The yeah. time went really quick because it was two hours, but it felt a lot shorter than that. Um, no, no, it felt like for it, me, it went it felt really like a quick. Day. I, it was nice. I liked it anyway. So we lights I, go on, okay? Yeah. Then everyone's like, oh, you know, you kind of take a breath. It's very nice, okay? Weird stuff starts happening, and yeah. that's when you know you're in Florida. Yeah. I well, first of all, I had a <laughs> weird had stuff a, did start happening. Here's the other thing: like on top of all my problems with this. Like, about at the 30-minute mark, I had to go to the bathroom. Oh, that's right. And <laughs> you had to pee. I had to pee. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do because I didn't know, like, could you get up during this? And the other thing is, I didn't know where the bathroom was. If I, it's I, in their house. Like, you had no, to walk through somebody's bedroom to get to it. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I wasn't going to do that. And there was people, like I said, like, you'd have to I'd step on people's heads. And things like that. So I was holding in my pee for quite a long time. So I rushed outside. As soon as over, you ran outside. To and pee. I'm like, oh my god, you know, I'm probably gonna have a Larry David moment here, where someone comes up to me like, "What are you doing?" But it was just me and some donkeys. So I there was, know. There you were was peeing three, next to donkeys. There was like four me. donkeys, and I started talking to them, <laughs> and, I, and it was just like the longest pee of all time. <laughs> okay. And we had a huge conversation about how horrible of experience I just had. I had to tell someone. This woman's so lovely. She rescues donkeys. Yeah. Like, so no, how she... could you feel unsafe in a home where the woman, like, rescues donkeys? Well, I don't know. I get back in. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's a monkey. I, okay. I, there's a monkey. We I, can't I make this up. No. We can't make this up. So everyone's rolling up their mats and getting ready to go. And legit, I'm not kidding, a monkey pops out. Yeah, just a monkey. And starts just crawling on somebody. Yeah, just jumping The monkey around. was there the whole time. The whole time. Um, it was in some sort of purse or carrying case for monkeys. A meditating monkey. Uh, so a <laughs> monkey was there. I'm yep. not joking. Then in an opposing corner, two people that we don't think came together no. started, I'm not saying making out. I'm saying like aggressively making out. Yes. They- and thanking each other for each other's energy at the same time. Like, yeah. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for your energy. And it was really, we were all kind of like, oh, okay, is there a part two to this yeah, that there, we're not there aware. There was a part two. There like, and here's the thing. You guys. like an after club that happened. You, all of you are. Okay. So then all you leave. I'm still there. Oh, we got out. You're, you're talking because to people. people are chatting me up. I, okay. you know, they, they, see, that's they, when, they talked to me. That's and also when, I was waiting to see what was going to break out. <laughs> oh. I, I thought there could be. You were waiting for part two. Part two. You know, I, you know, we paid some, I forgot what the ticket was, but you know, I didn't know if, <laughs> Included part well, you two. keep doing part two alone. I was standing <laughs> right by the car, ready to yeah, go. Some people left, and then some people stayed. And I don't know. Yeah, so you don't know. And <laughs> I noticed, like, I finally get out of there. Then, it, like, probably, I don't know how much time went by, but I finally realized I'm the only one there. Like, right. you guys are all gone. And- so we get in the car, and I know as soon as the door is shut, I'm going to hear it. And it was the 48-minute ride home Red Rant. The Red Rant ride home well yeah i mean how could you do this to me don't you know me at all i thought you knew me yeah. don't you know me megan well, I mean, look er- everyone knows <laughs> that listens to the podcast how i'm a social distance i don't know I-, I can't recover i'm it was bad. stressed out no, uh, how could I, you do this to me we all went out to dinner after i noticed they yeah. let me pick the place they did they they let me have the leftover cornbread that I can take home. Everyone was being extra nice to me. Right. Yeah, at the table, like, you know, the extra food. they like, oh, Scott, you take it. You take right. it. Right. So, yeah, you know, it, it was like a – it was just so a how combo. how do you feel now? How do I feel Would now? Would you do it again? No, no. Would you do it outside? No. Well, okay. maybe, yeah. I, outside was nice. I would do – like, it wasn't – okay. It wasn't the sound bath and the yoga – Nidra. Nidra that I had a problem with. They were very lovely. The guys that did the sound bath – they seem they're awesome, sweet, beautiful people. Right? These are people Everyone really trying did. to make a difference. Yeah, no, the yeah. whole the, and the lady that did the yoga, beautiful person. My it, that wasn't my problem. My my problem was that I was put in a position. <laughs> one, <laughs> I'm a social distancer by heart. That's you know why. I, oh my god, oh, that's the other know, thing. Yeah, I, we're all gonna get COVID. Yeah, I. <laughs> you know, I'm like one of four people that didn't get COVID. I'm like. <laughs> Why? Because I know how to social distance my whole life. I, you know, like people were like all worried about social distancing when COVID came. I was practicing. You were you know, like, I know years. how to do this. Yeah, this I, is I, easy. I, I practiced my whole life. So 
you know, and that would be like a situation I would never have went into, you know, right. first being that close to strangers. And then, yeah, it truly was like my red took over and I couldn't relax because I did go into like this protective mode. Right. I mean, I don't know what I would do. I didn't have a weapon on me if someone, they started like coming at us. I don't know. You know, I, I had to protect you guys. Yeah. You guys were all sleeping. You guys were <laughs> like, everyone was sleeping except for me. You know, like, you know, I, I had my blanket. You know, I, the other two guys were, you know. They would have helped if they were, you know, awake, but they were sleeping. I, I mean, Andrew was out. Was I like, mean, Casey's husband's like a Taekwondo wax. Yeah, he, but he, but he <laughs> had to let his guard down. He was. <laughs> I don't know. They don't. I don't think they do. I don't know. He seemed like he did because he had the mask on and he's smelling lavender and he's going and using the drugs. And... <laughs> no, there's no drugs. It was essential oils. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> if I knew everyone, like if if everyone, like I knew the people, I could do it. But I have to know everyone in the room. I want to do a Mystic Michaela spiritual family sound bath, like at the next event. Fine, that I could do. I think I, that'd be I awesome. Know, I know the people. I'd be in control. I'd set it up. <laughs> you know, right. I wouldn't bring any money. I would keep my wallet. So okay. that's got right. spiritual experience right. with the sound bath. All right, we got a couple. Too awesome for him. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, I slept right. like a rock that night. I was in a stranger's hall, <laughs> laying down. Oh my God. You guys had to see the video. My feet do not stop right. moving. I'm so well, nervous. yeah, All right. we'll put up that. All right. We got a couple ads. And then when we come back, you're going to talk about uh, how are you outsourcing your happiness? This episode of Know Your Aura is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, many times I wonder why don't we come with a user manual? Why doesn't life come with a user manual? But honestly, BetterHelp Online Therapy has helped me a lot understand what's going on and how to make sense of it, you know, because life does not come with that user manual. And when it's not working for you, it's very normal to feel stuck. Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change or a new relationship or becoming a parent. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere, 100% online. I personally love that it's all on my phone. I talk to my therapist um, that way. Uh, the app is super user-friendly, easy to schedule things, easy to make contact. And I really feel heard and seen and helped. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. There's no waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp dot com slash kya that's better help h-e-l-p dot com slash kya hey scotty hey man hey bro why are you so happy this holiday season hey tis the season to indulge i don't want to get so high i go to the moon well why don't you let dad grass help you chill out yeah <laughs> That I could enjoy the sleigh ride. Jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> okay. Their classic pre-rolled joints, flour, tinctures, and gummies are the perfect replacement or pairing to that glass of mulled wine or third helping of pie. Dadgrass is legal, organic, smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. They're 100% organic pre-rolled joints, tinctures, and gummies are very low in THC and high in CBD, so you can enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. And now they offer a variety of products so you can toke or dose just the way you like from their CBD tincture drops to the newly launched CBD gummies and flavors like classic blackberry, ginger, good time, hibiscus slime and nighttime midnight berry you can chill out without getting stoned and dad grass didn't forget your furry friends they also just released cbd dog bones so everyone in the house can enjoy all dad grass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over and it ships right to your door anywhere in the u.s right now dad grass is offering our listeners 20 percent off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash kya go to dadgrass.com slash kya for 20 percent off your first order that's 
dadgrass.com slash KYA. I talk a lot on here about how empath auras borrow other people's feelings and how we really have to be watchful of that. I mean, if you understand that one thing, that's kind of a game changer. So as a blue indigo turquoise and even sometimes a purple aura, you do have this ability to take on others' feelings. And sometimes you have an extreme ability to do this and sometimes a less obvious ability, but you're still doing it. And depending on the aura color, I can see it happening in different ways. And of course, depending on your programming, meaning how you were raised to do it, how important it was for you to be that way in order to feel loved, safe, and to survive. And we'll get into that, but it's a tricky thing. And soon you can't see that what you're borrowing is actually not yours. It's theirs. But over time, you can learn to actually skip, totally skip over the part where you're doing it, where you're borrowing others' feelings and replacing them with your own good and bad. So for a lot of us, it just becomes normalized then to find happiness in the places where we're borrowing it. And our life actions become centered around outsourcing our happiness. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How are we outsourcing our happiness? Because you're probably doing it somewhere. We all do it. It's a very sneaky thing. You, you can find places that you've outsourced it and fix it and then find other places where you started to. So it's a lifelong, it's like digging up things. But we're going to do it today with a lot of mindfulness. So first off, I want to say, in a way, it's very normal for us to do this. I mean, when you love others, you want them to be happy. For example, I personally, I'm going to say it, I hate children's museums. I absolutely detest them. I, I, I like the zoo. I don't mind theme parks. I, I like parks. I hate, like, I hate children's museums. It's just it's something I can't fix about myself. But kids, like, love them. And I'll go to children's museums and I'll sit there and I see how happy my children are. And instead of focusing on my own, oh my gosh, I get so jumpy there. I hate them. Instead of focusing on that, I'm like, oh, I'll borrow my kids' happiness. Like, oh, look how happy they are. Look, they're learning. <laughs> you know, oh, look, they learned that. That's great. Okay. You know, I'll take, I'll borrow their happiness. And you know, that's fine. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I know I'm doing it. It's for them. It's because I love them. I mean, we probably all do this in different ways and it's normal and it's healthy. And sometimes you do it just because you love somebody. Um, but sometimes we don't know we're doing this and that's when it be can become a real slippery slope. There is a difference between creating or sourcing our own happiness and then borrowing it from others. We can do both. It's actually normal and loving to borrow it sometimes, but it's essential to know how to cultivate your own. So you're going to borrow it. Sure. But some of us can lose the ability to actually cultivate our own happiness. That's the problem. When we don't realize how to cultivate our own happiness, it then becomes a dependency. You become very codependent on the people around you. You can't be happy unless you're borrowing it. I mean, I didn't know I was doing this. I still do this, but I'm learning at least how to be mindful of it. It's like you forget how to create your own ability to do it. So that's, that's what we're going to talk about today too. I read so many of you and it's, it's happening all over the place in your lives, but work is always a great place to talk about this. Okay. So I read a woman recently, she was going through some major spiritual awakening changes. And one of the, and one of the symptoms she was experiencing or some backlash as she felt from it was that all of a sudden she could not stand her job. This was a job she's been doing for like 16 years. She works in a law office. She's like the person that runs this office with all these lawyers. And she's the one that, I mean, she had a title and I forget it, but she's the office manager or something. She's the one that here's your facts. Here's this, here's your client. Here's this, here's this thing you didn't even ask me to do. And here you go. Um, and all these grumpy people, these grumpy, I mean, they're grumpy, kind of like, you know, big personality people that these lawyers and, 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 and all the office staff and everything, you know, she had to do things for them all the time. And now she has a blue aura. All right. Which means she's just compassionate and giving, and she likes to be helpful. And she can also absorb other people's thoughts and feelings very easily. And for a long time in her life, she was taking all her joy from feeling the satisfaction 
of others. And, you know, it, it's no accident that she chose a place where there is a lot of satisfaction you can borrow um, by way of difficult people. Because sometimes when we don't know we're doing this, we actually seek out more difficult environments in which to earn our borrowed satisfaction from. So you don't go to like, I mean, it's it's a lot easier to borrow satisfaction from a bunch of kindergarten students. Okay. They're like real easy to please. It's a lot of joy coming at you quickly versus an office like she was working in where you really had to work for it, which also was another nod to her own feelings of her self-worth. Like I got to work for it and it's something that I have to borrow. It's not something that's like said because nobody ever said thank you. She wasn't getting any sort of pats on the back or gold stars or promotions or anything above her salary. She wasn't getting anything. She was literally just feeling their satisfaction, not even at her job, just like the peace that they felt when she would preemptively do a bunch of stuff from them. They were really hard to please people. And if she could keep them quiet and if she could keep them with that feeling of stasis and peace and like, oh, here it is. Okay, good. I don't have to blow up today at anybody. Oh, there it is. There's her borrowed satisfaction. And she connoted that with her own self-worth. And Listen, you know, you know, she was solely getting it all her sad, like there was no other joy in this job except that. And it's no, I guess, crazy thing that she chose this place. And this was something she was doing because in her childhood, her mom was a very hard to please person and she was spending her whole entire life and, you know, she never pleased mom. So you, we associate that with love and something that we keep doing. I say all the time, we don't do what's good for us. We do what's normal for us. If you're used to chasing your self-worth from other people's feelings and thoughts and emotions, and you have that ability to absorb other people's feelings and thoughts and emotions, there you go. It's like a recipe for disaster. And you learn to just, the only important place to get it is from other people outside of yourself. But what was interesting was she was now getting this satisfaction from another space because she was going through a spiritual awakening. It was coming from herself. And all of a sudden she noticed immediately this, that quiet calm she used to get from pleasing these hard to please people. It just wasn't hitting her anymore. She wasn't feeling that anymore. It was because she was learning how to source her own happiness through other means, her own connection to self and spirit. And all of a sudden, she just saw all these people as grumpy ingrates who like needed to say thank you once in a while. And then she hated it there, which is really uncomfortable and awkward. And now you're like, I hate my job. So thanks a lot, spiritual awakening. I hate my job, <laughs> which I think we all kind of understand situations like that. Well, discomfort in life is a good indication that you're sourcing your own happiness and the places you used to borrow it from aren't cutting it anymore. It feels bad, but it actually is not bad. It's discomfort and you're supposed to, and you are supported by the universe to honor your growth and move away from these spaces. Your self-worth does not come from the feelings that you borrow that other people have around you. So there are several ways we can go searching for the places that perhaps you've been outsourcing your happiness. Let's talk about a few popular places that a lot of people, maybe it's you, maybe it's people that you know, tend to outsource their happiness. Okay, so one big way can be romance. We need someone to love, you know, we have to be in some sort of love story or some sort of love relationship or some sort of love drama or we're the most in love or we're the most dramatic or something. I see so many people doing this. They like this fantasy of love and this back and forth dating or the is he or isn't he kind of drama playing out. And, you know, I see this with love bombers a lot. People that love bomb, um, they need to borrow your love bombers. I did a whole episode on that a while ago, but love bombers need to borrow your perception of them in order to feel good about themselves. So love bombers, I feel like in a way, they're borrowing your perception of them that they're so good at presenting to you because they need that to be real. So it's just kind of like a weird way. But anyways, love bombers are doing it. Um, it love, love is sometimes I, 
I see it as a way of outsourcing your happiness. Now, obviously, like it's okay to love people. It's okay to date. It's okay to be in a romantic relationship. If you have a spouse, yeah, if they're in a bad or good mood, it affects you. Yes, if if your husband comes home and he's in a terrible mood, like you're not feeling all awesome about it, especially if you're an empath or a... Um, but you can learn to separate it and it is hard, but you can do it. (laughs) It doesn't mean it won't affect you. It just means that you know, that's not you. And I always go back to my, uh, my original empath metaphor, which is smelling. If somebody around you is smelly, that doesn't mean that you're smelly too. You know, if someone's around you grumpy, that doesn't mean that you're grumpy too. You just can feel they're grumpy just like you can smell they're smelly. I hope that makes sense. Another way I see people outsourcing happiness is obviously through money, through either saving it, spending it, not spending it, saying no to themselves, like depriving themselves can give people a sense of self-worth because I didn't grow up with a lot of money. I went through that a lot. Like, no, I'm not getting it. Or I'm going to be around all these things I want and not want anything and walk away. I I would outsource my happiness through that. Look, I'm safe. See, but I can see it happening the other way too with people like, Oh, I'm going to buy everything here. This is great. And then for two weeks you have all the things you want. And then all of a sudden it's just like, Oh, it's like deflates on you, you know? So, um, you know, and I see this too with like sometimes renovations, I need the house to look a certain way. I need the floors. I need this car. I need this wardrobe. It lasts for a little bit because you're, outsourcing your happiness into material items or, or things that make your lifestyle look different. But then again, it deflates and then you got to do it over and over and over and over again in order to feel that same happy. You're making your happiness environmental. And the second you do that, you have no control over it. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, another way, crazy activities. That's what I called it. <laughs> okay, you ever wonder, like, like what's wrong with these billionaires who are putting <laughs> rockets in space, and then they just, like, go off and do something else? It's like, what was that? What was that for? Like, what was that? Um, it's just funny to me. I think, you know, you have to wonder, like, what was that about? Like, are you out? And there's other things, too. That's just my funny example. But you know, the people climbing Mount Everest or the people surfing these hundred foot waves or, um, I don't know. I'm not trying to be judgmental because these are great things and they're really cool. And I can find it. We all find it like very inspiring and fascinating and, and they're like adventurers and they push the limits, you know? So it's interesting to hear their stories and whatnot. But when you think, when I think about them personally, like when I'm like, Ooh, like when I see somebody climbing a mountain without rope. I'm like, are you okay though? You know, like what, (laughs) like why, why can some people be so fine not doing that? And you need to do that to be fine. And it's just the other side of it, like super cool and stuff, but it's also like, are you okay? And how are you outsourcing your happiness into these crazy activities? Just something to think about if you have crazy activities. Um, everything's a balance, right? Everything's a balance. Substances, again, are you outsourcing happiness in the substances? Do you, you know, is a glass of wine a glass of wine or has it become something else? Is what you're using something that becomes necessary to cultivate your sense of happiness? Again, putting anything, anything outside of you that is coming into your your area into your body, you have to ask yourself, what's this about? And, and just have an honest look at it. That's all. Cause sometimes it's just whatever. It's just for fun or just for the moment or whatever. And sometimes it's not goals and successes. You know, people who are very high achievers looking for the promotion, the next big thing to take over the world, to make a splash. I mean, yes, we need people to do these things and we should do these things and they should be applauded for these things it's great. It's, it's important that people do these things. But again, 
why? Why are you doing it? Are you doing it for you? Are you doing it to please others? Are you doing it to make yourself feel lovable by the world? Um, I remember Oprah said once, this is not the direct quote, something to the effect of, you know, maybe if she had a different upbringing, she wouldn't have to be Oprah, you know, the Oprah that we know that she felt a lot of um, her childhood and how she didn't feel very safe or protected or loved made her look for that on a wider scale. And it's just like, be mindful about it. You can still do it. Just notice it so you can separate it from other ways to cultivate your happiness. So when we outsource our happiness, a really strange thing happens. We end up losing control. Uh, We lose control over all our emotions and our moods. They become dependent on things that are environmental. And even more in-depth and perhaps even frightening even, you can begin to borrow others' mentalities, their traumas, their destructive cycles. You can borrow a whole vibe from the world around you and think that's reality because how you do one thing, you're going to do everything. If you are very codependent for your happiness upon other people in your life and their thoughts and opinions of you, like mom, dad, sister, friends, spouse, whatever, that can that can uh, reach to society, that can reach to all sorts of programming and and actual mentalities and dramas and traumas and how it works for other people all of a sudden is working for you that way. So today, you know, so think about it um, in the cultural perspective and societal perspective. I mean, thoughts like, and this is just off the top of my head, a gender-based one that you might be borrowing is, oh, I'm a good woman because I keep my mouth shut and I support my husband no matter what. You know, being raised Catholic, it was a big Mother Mary kind of a thing. Like, that's that's who you want to be. You know, you want to be like Mary. She's pretty quiet, and she did what God told her to do. And, you know, like, it's like, okay, I get it. I get the point. You know, like, we're just supposed to be quiet, selfless, invisible. What are you absorbing that's not you, and you think it's reality? So this goes real deep. And it's just something to think about because... What I notice with a lot of us, we're all real deep thinkers. We get real analytical. So when you start looking for all the little places that you've been outsourcing your happiness, you might, you might rub up against bigger, bigger themes that aren't even about you personally, but you're a part of, which is those cultural and societal waves and whatnot of the programming that exists around us. So how do we stop outsourcing our happiness. I mean, again, it's normal to outsource it a little bit, but the mindfulness when you're doing it is what's important. So how do we source our own happiness? How do we cultivate our own happiness? Well, a lot of you listening to this podcast are already doing it. I mean, I see this all the time in the comments on social media over on the Mystic Michaela spiritual Facebook page, um, spiritual family page on Facebook. I see all sorts of ways that we're thinking and analyzing and bringing it home to us and And I think one of the ways is to try to find meaning. Just hearing things like this, like I always say, take what you like, leave what you don't. If it resonates, take it. If it doesn't, move on. But just just anywhere you go, having these thoughts in your head, these little conversations, these moments, having a conversation with yourself about what's resonating, that is a great way to unlock your ability to cultivate your own happiness. And there's other ways we can further that. Um, so here's a couple ways I thought of. All right. So the first thing, and this is going to be so awkward for you guys, write down in your journal or just think about it. Um, write either, you know, yellows, write it down. Purples, just think about it. I'm not telling you what to do. Purples. Um, <laughs> think about it. what did you do for yourself today that made you happy? Did you take a walk? What did you do today that no one else saw that made you feel happy? Did you read a book that was like just for you? Did you create something? What did you do that was for you, about you, and with you? And think about how that felt. You may have to start very, very small here. I made myself a really nice cup of tea, and I was super proud of how I did it. It was like a whole moment I created for myself, and I loved it. So that's okay to start tiny, but focus hard on that little feeling that came, however fleeting it is, because that will grow. That's your little seedling of your own cultivated happiness right there. And some of you might need to practice that. So it might be a fleeting little feeling, but it'll grow. I promise it's a seedling. Think about that. 
So once you kind of do that a little bit, there's kind of this mindful thought process going on with you. Okay, well, I did this today. And as you're, and you'll notice too, like as you do things in your life, you'll be like, hey, this is really making me happy. Just me and me, you know, me and me are happy about this. I'm feeling really good. That's, there's my little seedling of happiness. You'll notice it more and more and more. And once you kind of have an idea of what brings you these little seedlings of joy, just do them more, you know, and then find ways to create more space for them in your day. Maybe you're at that job we talked about that you're not fond of, but listen, at break time, you take the nature walk around the building or you find that nook somewhere, that corner where nobody bothers you and you read your book that you love so much. Do the thing that you love that's about you and for you and with you and has nothing to do with anybody else and make time and spend some energy making, you know, creating space for it. Number three, another way to cultivate your own happiness is... It is scary to want something, so want it anyway. Think about what you want. That's scary. Especially the more spiritual waking you have, the more discomfort you're experiencing in your current life. Ask yourself what you want instead. What would your perfect day be? What would life be like if that seedling of joy that you have was a field, was a field of seedlings? What would that look like? Visualize it. Let yourself want it. Take time to think about it. You know, it's very brave to want something and it's good for you. It can feel very uncomfortable. It's not negative to want something. You are allowed to want something. It's not being ungrateful. You can want something. I'm telling you it this much because I had to tell myself this much, okay? Open yourself up then for the universe to assist you in reaching it. And, you know, I always do the manifestation episode, my new spin on manifesting around the new year. So we'll get into that even more, getting closer to that. Another way, kind of piggybacking off of that is allow yourself to be uncomfortable and in a space where you see you aren't liking something. So just allow yourself to be uncomfortable. So all these uncomfortable feelings are kind of like my job. I don't know about this relationship. I don't know about this house. I don't know about what I'm doing with my life. I don't, okay, allow yourself to have those feelings. So many of us are programmed to avoid these feelings because, well, they can make other people feel uncomfortable or we're told that it makes us less lovable or less helpful or less worthy, but it's actually really okay and necessary to express to yourself what you're not thrilled with. And you don't even have to harp on it. And it's not negative. It's just an observation. And only with knowing can you change it. So think of it like this, because I think in our own lives, when we kind of go through things we're not thrilled with, we can see it as negative or pessimistic or not, um, not productive. Okay. But let's take it. Let's say, let's make it a more neutral atmosphere. So metaphor it. So instead of thinking about it like that, think about it like this. So for example, you have a room in your house. Okay. And maybe you're like, you know, I really don't like my bedroom. Uh, that's not like a negative thing to say. It's just kind of like, ah, I need to redo. I need to, I need to, fit, you know, you're watching HGTV, you're on TikTok looking at the different design ideas. You have kind of a wish list in your head. That's not negative. That's kind of fun, right? It's kind of fun to think about what you could do with the space. That's the same thing with your life. It's fun to think about what you could do with the space and think, okay, you know, in this room, what can I do now? Well, I can paint it. I can rearrange furniture. Okay, I can do those two things. All right, I can do that now. What can I do in the future when finances support me or what have you? Well, then I can remodel or I can put in the floors I want or I can buy this piece of furniture I really like. That's future stuff. Again, that's not negative. That's like your goals for the future, which you know will happen. Well, your life is the same way. We just, our egos <laughs> add negativity to it because it doesn't, you know, our egos don't like us to change. So you can say like, you know, I'm not thrilled with this job right now, but here are some things I can do now to fix it. I can make space for myself every day to have some joy. I can look for other jobs. I can write down what I want to do instead. I can kind of reach out to some contacts. And in the future, I can, you know, X, Y, Z when the universe supports it. Okay. Another thing, make time for joy. Joy is so important. We're not always, our, we're, our purpose here isn't to like constantly fix ourselves. Um, it's about finding joy. You know, the same joy that children so effortlessly exude 
the right people and spaces can do this. So just try to find ways where you're laughing and having fun and feeling happy. And again, finding your joy might be difficult at first. It might be like, it might be fleeting, but the more you do all these things, the easier it's going to be to find it. And in very surprising ways, you'll find it too. You know, I had to put in dance party as one of dance party is a quick fix and it works. And finally, do something weird. This is really going to help you cultivate your own joy and stop outsourcing your own happiness anywhere else. Do something weird. All right, go to a sound bath. <laughs> Take a class with a friend. You know, go to the new restaurant with the food you're not sure if you like or not. Just go be different. You know, get wild in ways that aren't going to get you arrested. You will feel so much more you after it. When we are in new places and spaces, I mean, it just strips away a lot of our armor and we have to kind of be a new shiny version of us. It's awkward and it feels weird, but it's so good for us. It's kind of like exfoliating your aura and rubbing it down and you don't have time to kind of cover things up. Um, and it's just a quicker way to be like, oh my God, that was weird, but I felt good. And it releases new pathways to seeing where you can cultivate your own joy and happiness. Hey, Scotty. Hey guys. All right. So now let's, I mean, why not? Let's outsource a little happiness to this scavenger hunt, the great, the great KYA scavenger hunt. That's what we're calling it. The great KYA scavenger hunt. These are your, so here we go. Scott's going to read questions. Yes. So write down your answers. <laughs> okay. And keep them. Right. There will be a post over on the Mystic Michaela spiritual family page on Facebook. Some point on Thursday, if you're listening to this, it's Thursday. So some point today, if you're listening to it on the day that it's released, it'll be there. And you can put your answers underneath it. More details over there, but but go for it, Scott. First of all, do you think that there's any aura color that has an advantage here? Yellow. You think I think the yellows do too. Yellow. Yeah, I think the yellows have the advantage. They've already created their spreadsheets. They're cool, calm, collected. Yeah, they're cool, calm, calm collected. collected. They the know pur- how to- what about the purples? They're probably writing their answers on their hand. If I catch them leg. in the right moment, if there's no paper around them, it's not happening. It's just it's they're it's not, just yeah. not like they're not going to get up to get a pen and paper. Okay, okay. The, the indigos might not play because they think it's competition. They they can't they not. shut down when there's competition. The blue people wouldn't want other people. To feel bad if they won. Like blue people right. kind of feel bad if they won. Okay. We um, have very few reds listening right now. You know, so they're not playing. Few reds are going to listen. Yeah. Green. We could get a, you know, we could. <laughs> but if the reds are listening. They have a good shot. Well, they're going to, they got to compete with those yellows. And the right. yellows are more chill where the reds are a little bit more intense. Yeah. In their competitive nature. Right. Which can get them that emotion. What about the greens? The greens. The greens probably are good at this too. Yeah. I feel like they already know. They, they can put everything down. They can be calm. They might just not remember that they participated in it. Okay. Like they participate. They might not remember to go to the actual post and put, put their answers. So they'll have the answers, but just not. Yeah, they might no. forget to put them on there because they're like, I already know it. Like I already won, you know? Because okay. usually greens don't need that prize. That's just not how they are. Well, I'll have a yellow do a spreadsheet of... The winning colors okay. of the people that win. That's a good idea. Yeah. Elizabeth, uh, one of our moderators, could do that for us. She- well, it's, I will say this. It's <laughs> it's not – it's going to be random selection. So I just think right. mostly yellows will probably well, right, participate. Right. Okay. So that's All probably right. how it's going to work. All right. I need a drum roll. I can't do that. You can't do that. No. Sound bath people who were <laughs> – they live at my house now for some reason. All right. We okay. have five questions. All right. Here we go. Number one. In what city did this year's past – Halloween special, the Mystic Mayo's Halloween special, take place in. Okay. Okay, so put your answer down. In what city did this year's past MM Halloween special take place in? Okay. Do you know the answer? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I don't. <laughs> I got to write down the answers just to make sure, you know, because I'll forget. All That's right. I'll forget. Two. All right, question number two. I don't think you have to read it twice. Don't read it twice? Nah. That's yeah, overkill? Yeah. Like, you know. It's some, not like an, like an exam. Sometimes you know? I mumble, though. And I don't, you know, some be like, I don't want like someone to say, like, what, what did he say? Okay, what's two? Come on, <laughs> speed this up. Right? Yeah, Should I call. No, I can't call over time. Nope. No, this is this is yeah, you are, on your time. You're no. like annoying people now. Okay, number I two. I love you, but that's what's happening. <laughs> Stop. That just lost a lot of people. They're out. All right, number two. In the 27 Club episode, 
we discussed Jim Morrison and his aura colors. What are his colors? Okay. So we need both colors for that. There's two. We need both of them. Yes. All right. Number three. Name one item that was sold out at Disney World when we were just starving to death. Greedy Disney. We went there. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think I'm going back soon. There's a couple answers for this one. Yeah, there's a couple answers because basically, you know, a lot of things were sold out. Episode 111, 111. Name one item. Just one. Okay. Ready for number four? Yes. What is the rare aura color with mermaid vibes? So there's like a term for it. Yeah. That is episode 139. What is the rare aura color with mermaid vibes. Oh, I did it twice. Sorry. It's okay. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> I'm still not over the sound bath, okay? I'm just not over it. Okay. All right. And the last question. There is a Mothman festival every year. By the way, Mothman is my favorite, favorite cryptid. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what state? Does the Mothman Festival take place in? There's only one of them. So, you know, there's, there's not a lot of them. There's one. What state does that take place in? Okay. You're my favorite cryptid. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, after Bree told me about my hairy toes, whatever, I guess I have it. All right. And then the final thing you have to do. So it's five questions. Five questions. Them. And then just tell us the last one. And again, we're going to have this in the Facebook post, so you don't have to remember it. Uh, tell us your favorite thing about this episode, this current episode. All right. All That's right. the scavenger That's it. Hunt. Good luck, everyone. We have Amazing a lot of good prizes. prizes. Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. You know this podcast is for you and about you, and we appreciate you all. Take care.